From Santa Barbara, California, the Timeless Voyager series, where the knowledge is timeless and you are the Voyager. Interviews with leading-edge authors and speakers, psychic phenomena and the unexplained, UFOs, extraterrestrial encounters, government cover-ups, alternative health care, new technologies. Fasten your cosmic seatbelts and join me, your host, Bruce Stephen Holmes, the Timeless Voyager. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Timeless Voyager series. My name is Bruce Stephen Holmes. My guest today is author Peter Gatilla. You know, I first met Peter in late 2000 when a book agent contacted me about a book she thought I'd be interested in. Since I had been publishing books about UFO ET encounters at that time, I told her to have the author send me a copy of this book. Now, when I received it, I knew that it was perfect for my book publishing company, Timeless Voyager Press, which was named at the time after the radio program, Timeless Voyager Radio, which I broadcast to about 200 radio stations. Uh, when Peter and I met, I told him that I wanted to publish the book, and he was happy with the terms that we came up with. Uh, he had spent years sifting through photographs, movies, and taped interviews with Dorothy Isaac to produce an exceptional glimpse into her life's work. Uh, we named the book Contact with Beings of Light, and it was published in 2003. With that being said, I'd like to welcome my guest today, Peter Gatilla. Nice to be here, Bruce. All right, good to see you, Peter. Yeah. So... Yeah. People are uh, really excited about this because so many people have either bought the book or have seen the book in so many different ways. There was even a, a movie done about about mm -hmm. the information in the book. So today I thought we, we, we would do something we've never done before. We've known each other for so long. I thought I need to have you on the program. So I'm glad that you showed up today. Yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> we both have the book in front of us. And so what I'd like to do is I'd like to go ahead and have you kind of tell me a little bit about the book. I'll show some pictures. Um, I'll try to make this thing work as well as I can. I have the book in front of me. You have your book in front of you. And for those of you who are watching, here's what the book looks like. Contact with Beings of Light, the amazing true story of Dorothy Wilkinson Isaac. And of course, our illustrious author, Peter Gatilla. Tell us a little bit about that cover, Peter, because people always remark, what is yeah, that about? That's the lady in white that was filmed by Dorothy Isaac uh, several years ago. And it appeared in one eighteenth of, uh, of a frame. And this is a uh, depiction of the photograph, and I thought it was beautiful because it shows the children following the lady in white uh, into heaven. And I like that because that's my philosophy. 
And so as I got to know Dorothy, I mean, I got more and more of these photographs and, you know, she was one of the most remarkable people I've ever known. No, no question about it. Yeah, I remember when I first saw that, um, I wanted to have that as the cover. And I know that Dorothy was did, actually wasn't happy about the idea that yeah. we used it as the cover. I don't know why. She had a personal reason, which... Well, I, she, she, yeah, she, she was a little bit concerned about the depiction of these photographs because she's been putting up with so much, so many brickbats because of it, you know. And so she was a little concerned about who was going to do it because they don't do it right. They never did. You did. And I liked you for that. I really did. And uh, you touched upon it in ways that meant a lot to me. So I was happy to do the book. The book goes on and on. So I hope people will enjoy reading it. It's very meaningful. It has a lot to do with the cosmos, uh, with the immediate heavens. And uh, it's fascinating, I think. You know, um, when we first, uh, and I, you know, I didn't get a chance to say anything to anyone. When we first um, met, well, we, we met over the phone most of the times because the internet was not as sophisticated as it is now. But um, when I first got that original book that you sent me, which was really beautiful, I mean, it was gorgeous. The thing was about, <laughs> I think it was like <laughs> two inches thick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, had, and, and it had the color pictures. Now, I wanted to bring up the fact that we're, we're going to be looking at color pictures because... If people decide that they want to get the book, I just want to make sure that they understand that, number one, you get the book on Amazon.com. That's why I'm running that thing down there. And I'm not trying to sell anything, but I just want people to know because this is one of the most uh, asked-for books that I ever had uh, in the history of uh, the Timeless Voyager Press. And um, But I always want people to understand that because of the way printing was done when it first came out, the original book, which people always seem to buy, the, the paperback, is actually in black and white. It's not in color. Mm -hmm. The only version we have in color is the Kindle. The Kindle, of course, has lots of advantages, but some people don't like uh, the Kindle. So sure. I just want people to know that there, was, there are no color pictures right now. <laughs> in a yeah. paperback version of the book. Anyway, with that being said, um, let's talk more about the book. Let's look at some pictures. Um, where would you like to start? Boy, I'll tell you, I could start a lot of places. I mean, I was involved in uh, Dorothy's experiences from the beginning. As a matter of fact, I was camping at a place called Bluff Creek in Northern California. And... I decided to mount my camera up at the stars and turn on the shutter and record uh, Star Treks, right? Star Treks. And uh, when we got home a couple of weeks later, I uh, got the film and my wife says to me, but these lights are moving. <laughs> so I made a copy of that photo I had Dorothy's address, and I sent it to her. About two weeks later, she contacted me and said, well, congratulations, they've contacted you. 
And they've been in contact with me ever since. So I try to tell people, listen, we have to open our eyes, be awake, look forward, look up, and don't be afraid of them. They're not hurting us. You know, they're beings, actual beings that uh, occupy these lights. You know, well, it's that simple. But uh, great, a great story. Yeah, it's gone on and on and on. I mean, you know, that's all right. I I like them. They're my friends, so I like them. Mm. Well, I mean, the the thing that people have to be taught, I think, because yeah, as much as as much as I love Hollywood <laughs> and the, and, yeah. and the movie movie yeah. industry and television and all that, and now of course with all of our social media platforms, that's right. Um, the only thing any uh, that everybody seems to do is to try to scare people uh, with these insectoid uh, monsters. Uh, I don't know. Stop it! It's not necessary. They're not going to hurt us. They won't. Yeah. Don't shoot. Be nice. Well, we do know. Okay. Well, I'm, I'll speak for myself. I do know that there are malevolent beings, just like there are on the planet. I mean, uh, but they're not all malevolent. They're not all bad. They're not all going to try to get you. Yeah, I know. That's a Catholic view, and I well, I'm sorry to say I disagree with it because. Yeah. It's not true. You know, it's the light beings are really my friends. I like them. So I urge people, don't shoot. Whatever you do, don't shoot. Hide your guns and your rifles and your pistols and everything else and your machetes. <laughs> Anything else you have in your pack, under your coat, just don't shoot because All they're right. very yeah, they're they're not only are they friendly, but they certainly know a lot more than we do. Yeah, uh, that's right. Ew. Here's a picture. Here's a picture I would like to start with. So uh, this is uh, Dorothy and Duncan, her husband. Yes. This was mm -hmm. years ago, uh, yes. a long time ago. Um, this was I, was this before you met them, right? I think. Right. Yes. Well, Dorothy was married to Duncan for a number of years, and she was born in Hong Kong. And she was approached by a Japanese soldier that threatened her. You know, he was he was intent on killing her. So she got together with Duncan. They got to a ship, came to Vancouver, and that's where they stayed. And I just loved her. She was one of the sweetest women I know. And I, I can only say that she's gone now, but I love her. She's she was a doll. I never met Duncan. He was working for the uh, lighting fixture company. I can't remember the name of it now, but uh, he was working in the electronics business. And, uh, you know, they, they had a very happy relationship. She was very happy. She was very, go, uh, you know, good and very uh, good-hearted. She was a sweetheart. And I don't understand why people draw these conclusions when they really don't know. I've been involved for, with, with it about 50 years now. I know from where I speak. And I'm speaking to you. Don't shoot. <laughs> I think everybody got the point. <laughs> so here's, a, here's a picture, one of, my, one of my favorites. We'll start with this one. 
Uh, yeah. Tell people what the, what is this one? From the well, book? that's the bottom of a UFO, actually, uh, and uh, she has. So more she's looking it. up. She's looking up at the bottom as it's going away. Is that correct? Yeah, or up her head, and she's looking up, and it just hovered right there for a long period of time, and uh, it, it it developed almost a face like appearance, which was of course the reason for the next photograph, which is you know one of the classics. And I, I, I took photos myself, and I came up with a couple of good ones, too. <laughs> Let's so, talk. Very, this is so important, and I, I apologize for stepping on your words here, oh, but okay. Go ahead. this is so important. I want to just get it across to everybody. Let's talk a little bit, or maybe a lot, depending on what you want to do, about what kind of a camera was Dorothy using and oh. what are we looking at here so let's come back yeah. and let's talk she a little bit about yeah, i know she was using a little eight millimeter camera one of the cheap ones as a matter of fact and so it's a, it was a it was a, a movie camera yeah movie like, camera. Hey, most yeah. people today don't don't even <laughs> everybody's got a smartphone you can take beautiful videos with well, your smartphone we had the cameras then that we do now yeah so it was uh, definitely analog it was pretty simple stuff and yet she had, because of her, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but because of her relationship with these uh, beings, she, they allowed her to see things that normally they are able to block. Huh. That's very true. And uh, I was blown away you know, on, when I met Dorothy, I, which I think was 69 or 70. Uh, she... I, I was stunned by the appearance of these things. When I w walked into her, apart her apartment, my feet got hot. And the people with me had hot feet. So we took our shoes off because it was unbearable, you know. Mm. And then a little bit later, two of the light beings showed up in Dorothy's room and said, uh, oh, we liked them. Oh, good. Are we like you too, you know. Went out the patio and I photographed the triangular-shaped UFO hovering over her house. And uh, I had a Princeton scientist with me. And interestingly enough, my scientist, he had two or three PhDs from Princeton. And I brought him there because I wanted him to, to confirm everything I had known. And he sat there in the living room chair looking up at the ceiling. And he was frozen. He couldn't move. And I was outside. I watched a UFO hover overhead. Two of them, as a matter of fact. And uh, this Princeton scientist, he looked at me like I had a ward on my nose. And, you know, he, he said, I could feel it. I could feel it. But that's it. Oh, I don't know what happened. But he did feel a vibration. And, of course, I felt that vibration, too, and it was enormous. I mean, you know, I had a feeling that I was in another universe. But, you know, yeah, I tell, tell people, listen, we can traverse the universe. We're not subjected only to this planet. We can travel far. Tell us a little bit about this particular photograph. Yeah. This is one of the famous ones. And this is where, um, well, tell us, and I, I won't uh, talk about it. Yeah, that's one of Dorothy's photographs. And remember now, this is an, an 8 millimeter camera, very small frames. And 
she came up with this photo initially because it had a name on the right that she couldn't understand, but it, it moved around. That's what happened to me at Bluff Creek when I was there. And I came, it, I came back and I had those lights all over the place moving. And uh, she was astounded by that. She called me up and uh, we got together after that. But yeah, she photographed this one. They were everywhere. I mean, when I was at her house, uh, I was amazed by the quality of the photos. I mean, they're, 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 they were moving everywhere. Some of them have pictures of images of beings and photographs. And this one had a, a, a signature on the end, and I couldn't read right. it. Right. This is this is that famous one where where she I think she asked. Uh, well, tell tell everyone what what this was about. Yeah. Well. Yeah. She even has a better one that shows a train of souls moving from the earth to heaven, and. I found that one kind of interesting too, because they they uh, looked as though they were uh, asleep or semi-asleep, being elevated up in a in a in a in a phalanx going up, and uh, I asked her about that. She said, "Well, those are souls being elevated to heaven." Well, I you know. I'm not really a religious person, but I do have a spiritual background, and I knew that, yeah, it's quite real, you know. And uh, it was interesting, because these lights just kept moving, and she got photographs of a lot of them. And that's essentially the, the story of, of it. Um, that's a signature on the bottom right. I guess one of the light beings... Uh, signed it or something, I think. All right, so what I'd like to do now is let's look at this uh, particular one that I have coming up here. Oh, yeah. I want to, this, this explains something now. Now people can see uh, we have frame one at the top, frame mm -hmm. two, and then frame three. So there's only three frames on a yeah. film. So okay, this is like... Yeah. yeah, go ahead. One eighteenth of a second, and that's because the film is very small uh, and it moved through very quickly. And she got these photos while looking at the sky, and the uh, hooked area in the middle photo has got portholes, right? And she photographed some of these portholes and actually saw beings looking out of them. And that was fascinating to me because I had been, you know, my friend Stanton Friedman told me all about these greys and other creatures that have been seen. And I was amazed that she photographed it. As, you know, as a matter of fact, it awakened the Japanese who uh, hooked onto that one and published it at some point. And uh, I found it very interesting. Although I don't understand uh, how they do what they do, but I can tell you, they do it. And this one in the middle photo is very uh, telling of itself because it will show you this object in the middle, which is a, a, a growing sphere, four of them. And uh, they, they just produce such light that she couldn't avoid seeing them. I mean, they were obvious to her. 
And they were obvious to, obvious to me, too, as a matter of fact. When I went to her house, I saw them. They're real, no question about it. You know, when I uh, met with Dorothy, I don't know I don't know when it was, sometime maybe 2005 or something like that, I don't remember. I went mm-hmm. up and visited her in uh, Vancouver. Um, I asked her specifically about that particular um, film mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. And uh, what she told me, I thought was kind of interesting. She said, the reason that most people never see anything or don't see these things mm-hmm. is because if you think about it for a moment, from frame one to frame two to frame three, that's right. a total of three eighteenths of a second. Yeah. Or the one that appears is one eighteenth of a second, yeah. which means that that's faster Mm-hmm. as you know, than yeah. our ability to see. Yep, that's right. I've had that experience myself and uh, over my house here, and one of them came up, approached me, hovered over my house, and was gone in less than a second. Boom, like that. I know they travel very fast, so fast, in fact, we can't even see them, but they're there. And they know what we're doing, and they know we're part of the family. And uh, I love them. What can I say? They're my my pals. All right. So uh, that's that one. Now, do you have something from the book that you'd like to talk about? Maybe another particular picture? That uh, you I, like? I think I do. Hold on here. Let me look at my book. and uh, Tell us a little bit about it before I, I won't be able to get it up for a moment. That's- was one of, one of the creatures actually appeared next to a light. Was that page 41, did you say? 41. Yep, got it. Yeah. All right, yeah. I'll bring it up. It, it was interesting because, yeah, that's an artist's rendition of the face that was looking at her. That's one of the light beings. And we call them light beings because they they manifest in light they produce light, they are replete with life and light, and uh, we have no other way to explain them other than to say they're beings of light. That's what they are. They show up in light, they manifest light, and I think they're very significant of man's nature, which is the nature of light. I've had an experience with that, so I know. You know, it's interesting one of the things that probably bothers people is what these guys look like. Not that, not that it's uh, bad, yeah, I, but I mean, we've been taught to be afraid of things that look a little different yeah, from us. Kidding. Yeah. I don't fear them. I've been in contact with them. I know they're not uh, going to cause us harm in any way. They like us. They're trying to help. And so I know they're friendly. They're here to be part of our earth, and they're trying to help us. So don't shoot. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about Elaine. Who who was Elaine, and, and what, what what do we know about her from the from the? Well, you know, I, I liked her because she was the only person, the secretary for one of the uh, radio stations, I think, who recognized Dorothy's significance and first wrote about her in a local newspaper. 
and she introduced many people to Dorothy, and uh, so she was a friend. She's gone now, but she was a lovely lady, and she was very much involved in the contact with light beings. I liked her, you know, um, although I never met her because I think she passed away uh, very early on. But she was really open-minded, sensitive, aware, and all she could do was quote what Dorothy said, and then she said, listen, all I can say is Dorothy is remarkable. True. True words have never been spoken before. Although, you know, recent years, people have sort of attached themselves to Dorothy Isaac. And, you know, many of them are a waste of time, really. But uh, they do that. Every time they hear about something new and unusual, they become involved somehow. And this turns into a fiasco, really. <clears throat> and uh, I'm not too happy with the most of them. Let's look at this picture of Dorothy with Dr. J. Allen Hynek. Maybe mm -hmm. you could tell uh, the listeners and, and the viewers a oh, little bit of yeah. him. Oh, yeah. He loved her. He thought she was one of the most unique people he's ever met. Uh, he became a friend. He saw the light beings himself. He or tried to write about them, but uh, he pretty got sidetracked side by other uh, topics connected with the UFO phenomenon. But Dorothy just really introduced him to the real substance of the matter. And he brought that forward to the public. And he was, I love that man. I talked with him. As a matter of fact, I met with him. And I liked him. He was a very deliberate intelligent man and unfortunately he's gone now but he wrote the close close encounters of the third kind which is you know a famous book <laughs> what would you like to talk about next i think i'd like to talk about 40 page 42 and 43 of my book okay hold on all right let's uh let's look at these entities that you were talking about mm -hmm. uh which one do you want to talk about i have this one here yeah, that's the original, and uh, she was looking at an object hovering in the sky, and there were three of them who appeared in the window of, or the porthole, and they were looking out at her, and she photographed them. And in the original photo, they're a bit clearer than they are here, but uh, I, th I thought that was very interesting. As a matter of fact, the Japanese jumped on it, and thought that was the most amazing thing they'd ever seen. Hmm. I, I, I did too. Now, 43 is an artist's rendition of the lead entity uh, at the time of fil filming. And it was interesting because you can see the detail of it. It looked like a, uh, a little person. And they were all quite small. They were probably four feet tall, basically. And uh, they were sweet. They, they just loved us, and we loved them. So, yeah, that's a good picture there. That's a, an artist's rendition of the lead entity uh, based on Dorothy's filming. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, how about something else? You have something else in mind from the book? Yeah, let me see here. I, I got them. I got them. Uh, oh, I'm 46. If you can see that, that was a photograph she had taken of light beings over the ocean. And uh, an anthropologist told me that that was the scene of the ocean front uh, many years ago before they developed it. And you can see a bit of sand and uh, uh, other things in the middle of this, in the photo. And it's interesting because Dorothy had no idea about any of this. She lived in, she was born in Hong Kong. She moved to Vancouver. So she didn't have enough uh, mobility to, to look around, you know. Now you may have noticed that the lighting has changed and probably our clothing. Now that's because during the first part of this interview, we had a bandwidth issue that caused an interruption of the signal. Now, for those of you watching this, it's an instantaneous splice. Actually, we're recording about five weeks after the first part of the program was recorded. So this is the magic of post-production. All right, and let's talk a little bit about this second uh, photograph we're gonna look at. This is from page 53. Um, You'll recognize yep. this one. Tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about this picture. Well, that's that's a that's an object that presented itself in solid form, and she would see the light up up in front of her, uh, use her little camera to photograph it, and when she got the finished film back, uh, this object appeared, and it was interesting because. Actually, you can't see it here, but there were little portholes around the edge of the craft. And she actually photographed them and showed me images of beings in there looking at her, you know, just looking out the window at her. And I've never seen that before, ever. And Dorothy Isa was an amazing, amazing human being, I must say. I liked her. I still love her. She's gone now, but... I loved her then, and I still love her now. But although, you know, in, in her life, there had been so much conflict, it's hard to separate the good from the bad in a way, because then, of course, there's the, uh, the copycats that come along that claim they knew Dorothy or they have some contact with Dorothy. And none of it's true. So much of it is just outright lies. I mean, they came after me because they couldn't get head or tail to, from with me, you know. And they tried everything in the book, you know, calling me this and calling me that. And I said, what are you doing? None of that's true. She's a genuine contactee, plain and simple. Now, what are you going to do with that if you can do anything? And, of course, nobody can. So they try to engineer these themes and concepts that have no relationship to Dorothy. And I know because I went up to see her twice, thrice, thrice actually, three times. And uh, each time I went up to see her, she was just pleasant and loving. And, you know, I, I, I couldn't explain it better than to say that there was a light force around her all the time. Now, what that force was is, is mind-boggling because some of these little creatures go, went into her room, her, her bedroom, looked out the window at us and stared at us for a moment. 
and then told Dorothy that they liked us. So one thing led to another, and of course, we went on to have quite a relationship over the years. But that's been exclusively my relationship, no one else. Let's talk about uh, this picture here. This is from... Uh, mm -hmm. That's another one. Yeah. That's, yeah. I got my book here. Page 55, I guess that is, right? Yes. Yeah, that's, a, that's an object in the sky that appeared as a small ball of light, but then uh, once she developed the film, it showed an object that looked like a hat. And there were portholes around that one too, although you can't see them here, but they were they were there. And uh, I don't know, it's just, it's just an amazing phenomenon. And I, I know her and I knew what she was trying to do. She didn't jockey any of the photographs. She didn't play any of this modern stuff with fooling around with images and yeah. all of that. Yeah, let's talk about the time. These a lot of these pictures were taken in the late sixties. Is that correct? Right. And so there was no Photoshop. There was no oh, digital. I know. I know. This was a super eight. Uh, yeah. Utterly film. amazing. I, I know. Uh, let's look at this uh, this next one. This is called the Scout. I think. Oh, gee, that's a beautiful shot. Dorothy uh, received that image and told me that she got a healing vibe from it. And somehow, every time it appeared, it created a healing aura of some kind that affected people. And I liked it. And I told her, I said, whoa, that's beautiful, because I've seen objects similar to this myself. So I thought to her, I said to her, my goodness, how, how did you get this on film? And she says, I have no idea. <laughs> she said, I just, it was a ball of light in the sky and manifested in this magenta cover, colored object. Beautiful. And I, I was so stunned by it that I, I, I noticed this red light in the middle. And that was an object too. And it was a secondary object that appeared next to the blue one. And it moved around it a little bit like an orbiting satellite. And it was interesting. I have no explanation to, to tell you that it's all legitimate. She was real. There was no fooling around, no tomfoolery, no fakery, nothing. She was absolutely right, and they're beautiful. This one is from page one of the book. This is the, this, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and tell people a little bit about this. This is a, a really interesting one. That's, yeah, that's inside the UFO when Dorothy was inside. And she photographed the pilot sitting in the chair, piloting the UFO. And as he sat there, she photographed this white light that appeared in front of him. And when she developed the film, there was this being sitting there with three fingers, four fingers in the front, and doing some kind of manipulation with controls. She didn't understand the controls, but she said that Somehow the object would move so fast that it could go all the way across the universe in seconds, literally. And I found that kind of interesting because, of course, that's in conflict to Albert Einstein and just about every everybody else who's doing any work in this field. So 
But it happened with her over and over again. And this was one of the interior photographs of a UFO. There it is. That's that's an artist's uh, rendition of what the complete photo shows. And you see that there, one hand is holding on the controls, the other hand is holding on the buttons that somehow moved it around, the object around. And uh, I find that very interesting. That's the only photograph I've ever seen that show beings uh, inside the UFO. That's one of the very rare ones. Hmm. And I, you know, go ahead. It's wonderful. I mean, it's absolutely phenomenal. I mean, if you look at this carefully, you can see the hand down on the controls and the left hand manipulating buttons that are underneath the uh, armrest. And yet, somehow, they somehow moved the object around. It was amazing to me. Yeah. Let's take a look at this one. This is called railing. This is a picture of a railing, I guess. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That's a great one, too. This was inside the UFO. Dorothy was seated along a window uh, uh, that went along the outer, end, outer rim of the UFO. And she photographed this image here that shows the uh, railing right next to the window. And she was seated right next to that. And when she developed the film, this is the, what, what came up. And this is another genuine photograph of the interior of a UFO. And, of course, UFOs have been with us a, a several thousand years. They don't mean any harm. They're not going to harm us. So... Don't shoot. Here's uh, um, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, that's another beautiful shot. Um, when you're flying all around, so the bright ball of light gathered together for Dorothy's camera, and they all moved together uh, under the uh, control or auspices of that red light on the left, and. She asked them, could you come together? And they did it. They just moved together and glowed so she could photograph this image. <laughs> you got me. I don't know. Oh, boy. That's another beautiful shot. This one, uh, she was visiting relatives in Australia and uh, went outside and had an interesting experience because the object that appeared at first was disc-shaped. Uh, people sitting at the windows, looking out like they were tourists or something, looking, looking through the windows to the people on the ground. And uh, So she photographed this image, which is the bottom of a UFO, and you can see the discs, the disc in the middle, the disc on the outer edge, and the small uh, protuberance in the middle and it glowed around Dorothy for a long time and she photographed this and I was I was astonished because I've never seen anything like it <laughs> yeah beautiful oh here's one I think everybody this is what we were talking about a little while ago oh oh boy yeah that shows uh, also the interior of the UFO um, you, if you look carefully at that photograph, you can see what appears to be a giant uh, 
creature, hair-covered creature, standing in the background, and that's Bigfoot, believe it or not. And Dorothy believed that Bigfoot was from outer space. And she said as much to me many times. And this photograph was taken inside the UFO, and you can see the creature there if you look carefully in the background, a pointy head, uh, no neck, hair covered, standing there looking through uh, the plate glass material right in the direction of Dorothy. And uh, beautiful. I mean, this is probably one of the best interspace photographs ever taken, <laughs> I think. Yeah, we have a, okay, this is a little bit better. It's the same place, but now it's, it's um, outlined. Yeah, that's it. Notice the face. Yeah. That yeah, she was. This vehicle was pretty big if Bigfoot could fit on it, I guess, huh? Yeah, she had an experience with Bigfoot, by the way, when she was going up into the mountains near Vancouver, and she was on a bus looking out the window, and the bus sort of came to a, uh, a slower motion, and, th and there was a creature just standing there in the forest looking up at her, <laughs> and she photographed it. But this one was taken inside the UFO. I find it incredible, really. Hair covered, Bigfoot. Yeah, this I, is another part of that same picture. Yep. That's that's, it. Uh, was that Lucy uh, doing that one? or? That's it. You know, it's interesting to me because I knew all the early Bigfooters. I knew John Green, Renee DeHinden, Bob Titmus. I knew them all very early on in the subject and they all thought they were dealing with some slobbering ape walking around leaving footprints but no this creature was from space it could move in and out of dimensions my wife had an experience with a bigfoot like that when she was watching one run off into the, uh, a field jump over a fence and disappear in the sky and i've talked to many witnesses who've had that experience okay now, what's that mean? Well, that means that there's nothing you can do that's going to change it. You can't shoot them. You can't hurt them. You might hurt them, but I suggest don't shoot. And be nice. They're not there to hurt you. <laughs> that's simple. All right. Let's see. We're looking at, uh, I think this is from page 126. This is that magenta orb. Yep. Yeah. Oh, boy. Beautiful. Yeah, uh, that was another one of the healing energy orbs that she photographed. And, uh, well, it very well could be. I mean, I, when I was at Dorothy's house, I was walking around and I had the experience of my feet getting hot for some reason. So I slipped my shoes off and walked around barefoot, still with my feet hot. All the people with me had their feet hot and couldn't keep their shoes on. So I asked Dorothy about that. Well, what do you think that is? She said, well, they're here and they like you. And they're, they're giving you a slight message of what to expect in the future. <laughs> That's true. Hmm. Boy, uh, I mean, go I got it. <laughs> Big time. Here's uh, one from uh, page 138. Yeah. Oh. And incidentally, these pictures are from the book that uh, yeah. Peter put together about, um, what, 10 yeah. years ago? 
Yeah, it's, contact it's with beams of light. Yeah. And, oh. uh, it's a beautiful book. This is an object in, in the sky uh, sending a light beam down to the earth. And there's a control object down on the left, which came from the beam of light inside the UFO and floated around it for several minutes, uh, taking surveillance pictures or whatever it was doing. And uh, it also had little guys in that light looking out of the window, which Dorothy has photographed of, by, photographs of, by the way. And uh, I, I, would, I would, you know, I, I was so taken aback by this that she completely befuddled me. I, I didn't know what to say because I, I had no explanation. You know, these were not the kind of photographs that you see in the old magazines or that you can see in the old books. They were completely different in many ways. And I, uh, I said that to her. You know, you've got something here that is far beyond the literature. I mean, can, can you describe this, you know? And she tried the best she could to tell me about it. And, well, I was, I was, I was astonished. As a matter of fact, when I visited Dorothy, I, uh, I was there with a Princeton scientist. He has a multiple PhD. He had two PhDs. And he sat there in the chair in, the, in Dorothy's living room staring at the ceiling. He didn't come outside because I went outside with all my friends we stood in the patio and I watched a triangular object silently glimmer by and another object silently glimmer by and and Dorothy photographed it all apparently. And uh, that Princeton scientist was still in the chair looking at the ceiling. He, 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 he forced himself not to see anything. To me, was an interesting comment on science today because I think these people stop themselves from seeing the truth. That's what I think. Interesting. Here's a here's a really nice picture of Dorothy taken in 2000. I'm not sure whether you took this picture, or I, I it must have been you because I didn't I didn't meet her until 2003. I think that's when I first met her. So this must be from you. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that's from my book. Yeah. I loved her. She was a wonderful lady. She really was. And I, 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 I really liked her granddaughter. Her granddaughter, uh, Jamie, was very conscious and very aware. And she loved her grandma. She really did. You know, Dorothy's such a sweet person. She, she couldn't really conflict with anybody. She tried not to, but. Let's take a look at this. This is definitely kind of like the, uh, where the book took us when we were uh, when we put this book together. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, lady in white. Yeah, that's another that's, one. There's, we have we have this picture, which is the real picture that Dorothy took. Mm -hmm. Then we have this one, which was uh, again an artist's uh, conception of what that yeah. picture is. Right there, it is. Yep. I don't know if that's Dorothy on the outside, but it's the lady in white. She appears in some of Dorothy's images, and those children behind her are following her into heaven. And apparently this is a spiritual concept. I'm not trying to proselytize or preach anything, but I think this was some kind of spiritual being uh, 
guiding the children toward God Almighty. And I, that's what it seems to me. <laughs> I mean, the, uh, this, the original picture, uh, she calls it tending to the children, or somebody called it that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we actually use that, and I always apologize because for some reason something happened. But when I did the the cover of the book for mm -hmm. you, for some That's reason beautiful. I did. Oh, yeah, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. She was going through so much conflict every time, you know. So she came, came to me and asked me to write the book, which I did. And it's been selling ever since. I mean, people are contacting me all the time about it. And what can I say? I, I tell them, look, they're true. They're real. Now what? <laughs> Take it from there. Yeah, I want to uh, remind or not maybe remind people, but tell people that, number one, the book, of course, is available on Amazon. But that's not the reason I'm telling them that. The, what I want people to understand is that there's a paperback version of this book, but the pictures are black and white. And the only way that they can see those color pictures is to get what's called the Kindle version, which works on every computer and every uh, cell phone and every, uh, uh, what are those things called? Like an iPad or, or the, the Android books. But that's the way to actually see those pictures. And of course, we really did a quick overview just looking at the pictures, but there's mm -hmm. so much material. When I look at the book, um, there's um, a lot of information in here, uh, but it's what 100 152 pages. It's it's a sizable it's a sizable book. So there's a lot of information in there. Um, Peter, what would you like to tell people about your experience with with um, Dorothy and and your experience with all of these photographs? Well, I'll tell you, I I tried to talk myself blue in the face with everybody I know about the efficacy, the realness of Dorothy Isaac. She was a lovely, beautiful human being, and I loved her, and I can only tell you that she was real. There was nothing fake, nothing unusual about her. She was just an ordinary person who loved the stars and loved the universe and she didn't have a, a real religious background, but she was religious in a way. And she also said that God was watching her and helping her in all these pursuits. And I think she was right. I think it was God Almighty. And I tell you that Dorothy Isaac is worth every second of your time. See the book, read it. Mull it around, and when you see something in the sky, photograph it. All right. Well, Peter, thank you so much for for doing this uh, program today. I really appreciate that. And uh, for the rest of you, I'd like to just say this. Thank you for listening to the Timeless Voyager series. I really appreciate your watching and listening to the series on both video and audio players. Uh, one thing you can do for me as the founder and creator of Timeless Voyager is to hit that like button when you are watching or listening to this on YouTube 
and of course on Spotify and all of the audio versions. Also, please subscribe. It, it really helps to keep me on the air so that I can keep producing content like the program you just watched on a regular basis. Uh, subscribing and liking are free, and those very small actions on your part are greatly appreciated. My name is Bruce Stephen Holmes, and I hope that your own personal voyage through life towards the development of your highest potential is a joyous and successful one. Yeah.